The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit FVF.law. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to Moon Tower Soccer. This week, we have our friend Marcelo Tayson join us to play a quiz show that he put together. So that'll be the back half of the show. The front half is going to be uh, talking a little bit more on transfer rumors, including Ruben Gabrielson. And then we'll talk a little bit about our new super draft picks that we picked this week. My name is Landon Cottom, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Jeremiah Bentley. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Bentley. And uh, what do you think about being on video here in a little bit? We can, are we going to release that? Or are we not going to? Uh, it's gonna, I think we'll release it on the Patreon. So I was going to see how it went first, but I think it was fine. So we'll put the video out for the quiz part on Patreon. So if you want to see that, then go to uh, the Patreon thing. There will be a link in the show notes. But the audio is just fine. Like You'll still get the gist of it. You just won't see Marcelo's Jeopardy board that he put together. <laughs> You won't, you won't see Marcelo's delight in our confusion at most yes. questions, which is the thing, <laughs> the thing that you'll miss out on if you're not a Patreon subscriber. So I don't whatever value you attribute to that, like think about it when you're when you're thinking about whether you want to subscribe or not. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump into the news. So I think it's probably worth noting that we are recording this on Wednesday, December third, December twenty first, the day of the MLS Super Draft. So. There may be some more information coming out about coming out about players and things like that. We'll cover that in due time, but we'll we'll go through what we know today and uh, what I gained from the little bit of video I was able to watch this afternoon. Um, before we jump into all that, we wanted to just do another quick reminder about our New Year's Day hangout. I think we're planning on doing that again somewhere near Q2 Stadium. Um, on the street, ideally, just because that's the the traditional spot. But if we can't make that happen, we'll figure out another spot. But uh, stay tuned to social media, or if you're if you're not on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, feel free to go to the MoontowerSoccer.com and there's a contact page. You can send us an email there. Um, but it, yeah, we'll let you know through social media where we're going to be and what the details are and all that. But it'll be New Year's Day sometime in the afternoon. Come hang out, have some beers. Uh, what are, what else do we have going on, Jeremiah? Well, one other thing that came out yesterday was we got the schedule drop, uh, and we're not going to get into that this week. We'll probably we'll we'll get into detail on that next week. There's a lot of interesting things in that. We don't have enough time for all of that with uh, with the quiz show coming coming later. Uh, there's a lot of controversy on this video. Did you watch the Did you watch the schedule release video? I did. And what do you think about it? Well, tell me what you thought about it first. Well. I did not like it as much as the other two videos. I guess this is where I would leave it. So this is the yeah, third schedule okay. release video. So the first one was the kid riding the bicycle all around town. And I felt like they they like the team killed it with that. The second one was the Black Joe Lewis supporters concert. Right. And I love that one. This one, like I get what people were going for it and just wasn't my thing. It's like I hope other people enjoyed it, but for me, I was ready to like get to the actual schedule part of it and yeah. less involved in the storyline part of it. Yeah, I I think the the first part of it dragged a little bit for me. Um, I did, however, like once it got to kind of like the cartoony fight scenes, I actually thought those were really funny and like uh, the art style I really enjoyed. And so, like, I yeah, I get it. It's a big swing. I appreciate that they're like branching out and being creative. Um, but yeah, apparently it didn't quite hit for a lot of people. But I, it's still like, I don't know. It's like artistically speaking i thought it was a still really cool achievement as far as like the visuals of it all went uh, i also really like verdissimo as a cartoon character as a cartoon <laughs> no. character well you mean what way you mean it's supposed to being a guy in the stands leading cheers you'd like you you like you like you don't like him or i prefer him as a cartoon character okay in gotcha. 2d like fighting other cartoon <laughs> characters i really okay. enjoyed verdissimo and like two punch combo, like all that stuff. Like I thought that section of the video was great and like really funny. Um, and so I want to see more cartoon Verdissimo and maybe less real life Verdissimo. <laughs> so, more, so more superhero Verdissimo and less Luchador Verdissimo. Cause I feel like he's playing both those roles right now. Right? Like he's in certain he can, situations, he's one in certain situations. He's the other. He can still be a Luchador. I just want to be a cartoon Luchador. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I'll follow that. 
So we talked last week about uh, Hernan had been teasing something on Twitter about a player possibly leaving. And we kind of gave our ideas of, of which players we would, we think the team would actually miss if they were to go on that list was Ruben Gabrielson. And it turns out the day after that episode came out, uh, it, it was revealed through reports from Norway that it is Ruben Gabrielson that is in talks with uh, Lillestrøm in Norway to return there. He played with them for, I can't remember what years, but I think that was the team he kind of like broke out with as a professional. Yeah, yeah it was 2009 to 2014 is when he played with him. It was before he moved to Molda. So he would have been, he's 30 now. So the, like he would have been I think, 17. I want to say he was 17 he when yeah. he made his debut and it was at Lillestrøm. So yeah, and it, it, it I, it's kind of a weird situation. It seems like maybe there's some something calling him back to Norway that is outside of football, probably. Um, we don't want to speculate on anything, but it just seems like he seemed like a guy who was settled here in his, like on the, the soccer side of things anyway. And so uh, it seems like a weird situation, but it, there's also something that there's a rumor that he would be leaving for free. We're having trouble finding any citations for this or any other information about that. But looking at like how MLS contracts work, it doesn't seem possible that that would be the case unless it were like a mutual termination, something like what happened with Cecilia Dominguez. Can, can you think of any, any other way that he would be able to just walk for free? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. And we, we went back and looked at the uh, announcement, like the transaction announcement when he signed and it says, Austin FC's acquired defender Ruben Gabrielson from Toulouse, who signed a two-year deal 2022 and 2023 with an option for 24. And even that option, we believe like the club always has the first option. So I don't know where the possibility is coming from. Like other other than you said, like if it's a mutual agreement and the club like just wants to do a square for Ruben like as a person because he's got something going on. And in that scenario, you think that there has to be a replacement lined up, right? There has to be some other if Austin has any leverage, they're not just going to let Ruben walk without having someone else coming in. Right. And so we talked last week about the Leo Weissenden rumor um, popping back up. And that makes sense now as to why, if they knew that it's possible that Ruben's going to leave, that they're going after Weissenden. But again, going back to the money part of it, Weissenden signed a new contract last year with Elfsborg and so we would have to pay money for Weissenden to come in. And so that's just another situation where like, if Gabrielson is going to leave, Austin FC is going to want to get some money out of the deal. And so it's going to be really interesting to see. We, I'm guessing like we're coming up on Christmas Day here in a few days at time of recording. So we're probably not going to hear anything for a little bit on this, but uh, we'll be watching it very closely. Um, and just seeing what happens. But is is there any other notes on this one that you want to hit? No, I think we hit the news. I just it's something that's probably gonna go on a little bit because it seems complicated. And so I wouldn't expect anything official until until January. I guess the one other note that leads some credibility to this is if the season ticket holders all got a survey at the end of the season and one of the questions was who's your favorite Austin FC player? And Ruben was not one of the people on the list of options, which Seemed weird at the time. I don't. I don't. I don't. He I don't wasn't the actually. only player missing. I don't okay. think, though. I think there are some okay. other people missing. But yeah, he wasn't on there. I don't know if that was like prescience or just. Or I don't even know if everybody even got the same survey. Like, right? It's reading a lot into yeah. a like survey monkey survey <laughs> the team sends out at the end of the season. But a lot of people have done that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Like, if if Vicenin comes in, that's great. But we were talking about a few weeks ago how we'd like to see not a replacement, but like to upgrade that position. And so, if we have one out, one in, that's not the player that we are hoping would be out, right? Right. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Although Steph was giving me a hard time about uh, the player that I mentioned last week that I would like to be the one the one out of the starting lineup. So I'll probably read that on Slack again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, let's move on to the Super Draft. So I think we are probably a little less excited about this Super Draft. I definitely paid a lot less attention to the individual players in this Super Draft just because Austin FC was so far back uh, in, in in the order that 
I was like, there's no way to know who we're going to get. Like the, that first season, it was like, okay, there's like two or three guys that we have to pay attention to. And those are, those are the ones we're going to pick. The second season, it's like, okay, five or seven guys that we have to pay attention to. And this time it's like, okay, there's like 50 guys we have to pay attention to. And so I kind of just didn't bother, especially not even looking at the Generation Adidas players, because I didn't think any of them would be left at the time. But what we didn't know at the time is that Austin would be very busy in the uh, pick trading business, as were most teams. It, It looks like 16 of the 29 first round picks were traded at some point or another. Some of them multiple times. Yeah, that was such that was so wild. So Austin ended up going up to 13 from 27. So they uh what was it? They swapped spots with Houston and gave up 100 k and GAM. Is that what the deal ended That's up right. being? And got a generation Adidas player, which honestly, well, one other thing that was weird is that I felt like the generation Adidas list was a lot longer this year than it has been in the past, right? What were there like 11 players or something there, like that? I think there were eight as of yesterday and they added three more today to make it a total of 11. So getting into 13 gets, gets you in position to, to get a generation D player. So that, I assume that had to be the strategy going into the draft is if one of these guys is left and he's a guy that we specifically target, then Austin they'll, will do, they'll do what they can do to make it happen. And I mean, it seems like Claudio is a very end of building the club using that mechanism, which we can talk about why it's important, maybe in a second. Um, but maybe let's talk about the player now. Yeah. So the player taken with that 13 pick is CJ Fodre. Uh, he's a, a winger from San Diego State. He's the youngest player in this draft at 18 years old. So he played just one season, his freshman season. Uh, he had seven goals and four assists in 18 appearances for San Diego State. Which Pretty good. He also, before then, he had a, a brief time in the San Diego Loyals Academy system and actually had five appearances for the San Diego Loyal in USL, USL when he was, I think he was 16 years old then. And so he's like pretty experienced for for being just an 18-year-old. Um, Looking at the way he plays, I was able to watch a little bit of video of him today. He's he's big. I think I saw him listed at 6'2". And so you think 18, he's going to be like a little guy on the field. It's like he's usually one of the biggest players on the field. I Like he's not blazing fast. He doesn't seem to be just like a crazy technical dribbler, but he finishes well, like the 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 goals that I saw him score were were nice strikes like they weren't just like lucky tap-ins or anything it was like pretty pretty good strikes and then the the video that I saw of him as well San Diego State used him almost as like a target winger if that makes sense they weren't they would play him in behind and he was always very active like moving around trying to either drop in and get into space or stretch the back line but often instead of playing a ball over the top for him to run onto, they would play him like a, like a target striker and he'd bring the ball down off his chest or they'd play to feet. And then he would turn and kind of distribute play inside from the wing or take a guy on and put it and put a cross in, but uh, kind of an interesting player. I don't know that we have an analog on the team currently to what he does. And so it would be a little bit of a different flavor. Um, to to what we currently have in in either the first team or anywhere in the academy. Yeah, he seems like a really exciting talent, and like the kind of I think a lot of people were hoping that Austin could make the move for him. Um, but it's good to see them to do that. So let's talk about Generation Adidas and what that means, and maybe where he sits yeah. on the on the roster. So he'll have a supplemental roster spot. We think that that basically leaves Austin with one left, and. Players on the supplemental roster do not count against the salary budget for the first team, correct? Correct. And I think it's important to let, let's just say what Generation Adidas is. It's been a year since we've talked about it. So generally, players eligible for the the Super Draft are seniors. They're guys who have played their whole college career and then enter the draft. Generation Adidas players are usually underclassmen who are foregoing any further college eligibility. And in exchange through this generation Adidas program, they have a guaranteed contract with MLS. If it doesn't work out for whatever reason, after that point, they have a 
uh, a scholarship where they can go back to school because they can't play in college anymore, but because Adidas and MLS are asking them to forego their eligibility, they're saying like, if you end up going back to school, we'll pay for it. And you have still have your scholarship, even though you can't play anymore. Uh, as far as roster build goes, as Jeremiah said, they sit on the supplemental roster space, even though generally these generation Adidas players will make more than the minimum, uh, the minimum salary for those spots. And so you can pay them more than a supplemental spot, even though they're taking up that roster spot and none of that salary goes towards the salary budget. And so financially it's a good spot. So like Danny Pereira and Kip Keller are both taking up that spot right now. Danny Pereira, especially that's a great deal for a guy who's played as many minutes and has been as influential on this team as he has for him to not be on the senior roster spot and for his salary, not to count towards the cap is, is a really big thing. So that's one of the reasons why generation ideas players are such a, a big deal for your, just your roster build in general. Yeah. Do we think, do you expect to see a lot of first team minutes um, from Frodre this year? Like I, I really don't think so. Um, He seems like there's potential there. And like, this is another thing in the draft. Like, I think one of the questions people might have is like, why was he still available? If, if he's generation Adidas and I think top drawer soccer, which is uh, the top publication covering youth and college soccer in the country, they, they had him in their mock draft going number two. And so this guy's highly rated, but when you go into the draft, there's like two, two ways you can go about it. You can take the best talent, like the highest potential upside, or you can go for the best fit for what your team needs now. And so a lot of teams will take that second option and say like, who's most likely to be able to, um, to contribute to my team right now at this very moment. And so a lot of teams will go that way. I think Fodre is in the, the other category where it's like high, really high upside is probably not going to be ready to give you any any minutes or like contribute to your team for a few years, probably. And so Austin FC is lucky enough to be in a position where that's fine. We don't need him to contribute a lot right now, if any. And so I think that's why they went after guys like this and why this guy was still available because the the teams ahead went for functionality rather than potential. Yeah, it's exactly the kind of move that you make if you're a team drafting third from the bottom (laughs) of the super draft. You can afford to do that for... For I mean, not that, you know, for a little bit of spreadsheet money, like not, not that much. Right, and it, again, 100K, like it might sound like a lot for a guy who's probably not going to play for you, but it's a roster spot that you would have had to spend other money on. And so I think it all, it kind of comes out in the wash a little bit, like to get a really high upside player for pretty cheap. And I think the same goes with the second pick, which maybe we can move on to now, but the second pick, they also traded for this spot. They gave St. Louis 50K in GAM plus performance incentives for the number 20 pick and picked uh, Valentin Noel, who is a senior midfielder from University of Pittsburgh. I believe he's French. Uh, and he was a, a four-year player for them. Yeah, he's all at ACC first team as a sophomore and a senior. Recorded 11 goals and three assists during his senior season with the Pittsburgh Panthers in 2022. 77 matches, 35 goals, uh, and 13 assists over his collegiate career. Yeah, and as you mentioned, he's French. He played in the academy system of Norte <laughs> for 10 years. I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> Man, that was a mess. Okay. Should have uh, left it played in a French <laughs> academy for 10 years. Um. I was able to watch a little bit of film on this guy. Not a lot. It was hard to find written confirmation of what position he actually played. Cause I think one place I looked had him listed as a striker, which was like, I don't think that sounds right. And the draft just says midfielder, which that can mean a lot of things from the film that I saw. It looks like he plays like central midfield, uh, not super dissimilar and I'm not saying he's as good as the person I'm about to name, but positionally, I think he plays a lot like Drew UC does, 
where he is like an attacking midfielder, but he'll, he'll drift wide, he'll drop back deep and then he'll get into the box and kind of like arrive late into the box. And so as far as positional, positionally speaking, I think he plays similar to how Drew C plays for Austin. Uh, he's, he seems like a skillful guy, a smart guy. Uh, it, when you're, when you're talking about college players though, like if you've played four years in college, then there's maybe a reason you've played four years in college instead of coming out before. And so he looks like a very, very good college player. As far as what that means going into the pros, like I, like we know Fodre is going to get that first team contract will likely end up playing a lot of minutes in MLS next pro. I would say with Valentin Noel that my expectation is for him to not even get a first team contract, but to sign directly with the next pro team, which means he would probably not get any minutes for the first team. Um, once we get into preseason and see him playing against other professional players, maybe I'll change my tune and and say like, no, no, this guy absolutely deserves to be on the first team. But right now with what little I've seen and just knowing what kind of, um, what kind of contributions you usually get from four-year college players, I'm going to guess he's going to sign directly with Austin FC too. But that makes sense. And not only just four-year college players, but like where, where he went, um, the super draft, you just don't get a lot of people who get a lot, if any first team minutes, they're, they're the, the 20th, 20th pick in that, then that super draft. So we got two other players. I'm assuming that you did not watch any video. I did them. not. I, I frankly, I wasn't going to bother because, uh, these second guys are, and third round picks yeah. generally don't get signed. <laughs> so we'll, we'll say the names of these probably forgettable players. Uh, Jackson Walty midfielder played also at Pittsburgh, uh, 5'10", 23 years old. And he started some from Switzerland. So that's kind of interesting. All right. Uh, and then, uh, the other player is Salvatore Masafero, who's Canadian, because that's obviously a very natural Canadian name, uh, who played center back and right back for the University of South Florida and, you know, was decent there. I don't know how much else we need to say about those two guys beyond that. Yeah, if if you remember last year, all of our super draft players went into camp. I, like Kip Keller was generation adidas so he he had a contract already the i think it was other was there three or four other guys that we picked in the super draft last year they all went into camp um and i were like given a chance to earn a contract essentially none of them were guaranteed anything it's going to be the same for these guys uh they'll go into camp they'll get a chance to get a look i would guess the chances of either of these last two, Walti or Matsuferro, signing with the first team are very, very minimal. I think the best that either of these guys could hope for is the an Austin FC2 contract. Uh, but yeah, I, I imagine the plan is to get them into camp, see what they look like in a professional setting, and then make a decision from there. Yeah, among that group last year, Charlie Asensio was the only one that got a professional contract, if I remember right. That's right, yeah. So Kip Keller and Charlie Asensio... Uh, got contracts, and then there's two or three other guys that did not. Yep. So don't expect a ton um, out of that group, but the offseason continues, and there hopefully will be more acquisitions. Uh, is there anything else we need to cover before we move on to the quiz show? Let's go. No, let's go to the quiz show, and we y'all will understand how um, not great we are at quiz shows. I think it's like the thing I learned out of it. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't do great, but it was a lot of fun anyway. So absolutely. Uh, we, before we jump in, we want to, again, thank Marcelo Tesson for, for setting all this up. He put a lot of work into it. Um, and it was, yeah, it was great. So again, if you want to see the video, join the Patreon, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right, right back with that. Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by Sage Wilson Property Group. If you or someone you know are in need of Sage real estate advice in Austin, talk to our friends at Sage Wilson Property Group. You can find them at sagewilson.com. And as always, Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by our friends at FVF Law, the official injury lawyers of Austin FC. 
FVF is a different kind of personal injury law firm dedicated to community, transparency, and client education. You can go to FVF.law to find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm and why understanding your legal options can dramatically change the outcome of a case. Once again, that's FVF.law. Welcome everyone to Moon Tower Trivia. I'm your host, Marcelo Tayson, and today we have our two contestants, Landon Cottom and Jeremiah Bentley from Moon Tower Soccer. Hey Marcelo, we're, we're honored to be here. Thank you for doing this. We are I am so excited. Questionable about whether I'm honored to be here, but <laughs> we're gonna do this. This is gonna be a lot of fun. We've prepared some of the best possible trivia about Austin FC, Moon Tower stuff, Austin stuff. We, you know, all sorts of different things, all sort of tangentially related to this wonderful thing we love of Austin FC. Uh, so let's go right to it. Let's let's start with the rules, though. This is like a Jeopardy-style game. Uh, however, because we don't have buzzers, here's how it's going to work. Uh, I flipped a coin on my computer with like a random thing. So Landon's going to go first. And then, um, and if he gets it right, he will be allowed to pick again. And every time, and he gets up to, he gets five, he can do a run of five questions. If he gets five questions right, he gets a bonus, a $1,000 bonus, right? Um, if he gets it wrong, Jeremiah has an opportunity to steal and then start his own five question run. So you get five question runs. Uh, does that make sense to everybody? Five yeah, question so, runs. So we can, we can go up to five or until we get a question wrong. Until you, yeah, up to the five, and or until you get a question wrong, right? You only get the bonus if you get all five questions right in a row. If you if you get it wrong and Jeremiah gets it wrong on the steal, it goes back to you, but it's a new run now. And then if we get all five right, Marcelo pays us a thousand dollars from my I like own this part. pocket. I love this part. Okay, this is the best part. Yeah, half yeah. a jellyfish. That's right. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go to the board and learn our categories. Let me share the screen. And the categories are <laughs> Stats Nerds Only, Q2 Quirks, Patreon Grand Bag, Party at the Moon Tower, and It's All Relative. Landon, you won the toss. You go first. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Stats Nerds Only for 100. Out of 100. This stalwart player led the team in interceptions in 2022 with 36. Mm. I'm not confident this is right, but I'm going to say Ruben Gabrielson. That is incorrect. We do not deduct for wrong answers because these questions are actually kind of hard. Um, I think I know who the right answer is now, but. All right. Think it in your head. Jeremiah? Tell, tell me. Uh, I'll go with Alex Ring. That is not correct. Uh, the answer is Nick Lima. Nick Lima with 36 interceptions. Oh, I would have gotten Landon, it wrong with my you. second guest also. <laughs> yeah. Landon, back to you. Um, let's stay on Stats Nerds for 200. Gabrielson, Kolmanich, Uruti, and Jite all have this same number of assists tied for most common assist count on the squad. I'm going to say two. Two is correct. That's 200. Oh, 200 way to go. All right. Uh, next up, Lennon. Uh, let's stay in stats nerds. All right. Uh, I am going to start putting a time limit on questions because we do have a few to get through here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Johan Valencia is just under the median minutes played on the team, while this player is just above that median number, which is 533. Um, I'll say... Johan Romagna. That is incorrect, Jeremiah. I will go with Jean Kolmanich. Also incorrect. The answer is Hannah's favorite, Hector Jimenez. Hector oh. Jimenez. Oh, beautiful peach of a human. All right. I Landon, did not know he played that many minutes, though. The question is yours, but we're on a new five-point run. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and finish off Stats Nerds. 400. This is our first video clue featuring Seth Rao. <laughs> despite only despite only a handful of appearances, this player led 2022 in pass completion percentage. 
Despite only a handful of appearances, this player led 2022 in pass completion percentage. Pass completion percentage. Uh, I will say it's Johan Valencia. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Jeremiah? Kip Keller. Also incorrect. The answer is Washington is Caruso. Oh, no Oh, way. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That is a with limited like 90, number of appearances. With yeah. like 93%. Yeah. You want to finish up the category, Lennon? Five yards. Yeah, let's do it. All right. At 25.62 per minute of play, this fan favorite is three times more expensive per minute than Sebastian Driussi. Per minute of play. Uh, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say Rodney Redis. Rodney Redis is correct. 500 for Landon. <laughs> three times more expensive per minute. And that's a clear on stats nerds only. You're, the board is yours, Landon. Okay, let's go to Party at the Moon Tower for 100. I don't even know what this category is. Of the third original 35 moon towers, this many remain and are now protected by the National Register of Historic Places. Um, there are nine? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Jeremiah? Uh, there are 12? The answer is there are 15. There oh, are 17, wow. but 15 of them are actually up to our in storage. We would have accepted either answer. All right, Lennon. Um, let's do it's all relative for a hundred. Josh Wolf has four children: eldest brother Tyler, youngest son Owen, youngest son Gavin, and a daughter with this enchanted name. <sighs> I don't know the daughter's name. Um, let's say I don't know Anna. That's incorrect. Jeremiah. Uh, Ella. Ella is correct. You got the clue. In the, it's Ella <laughs> that, that's from the movie Enchanted, right? El okay. Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jeremiah, you got your first points on the board. Control is yours. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, let's go party at the Moon Tower for 200. 3,159 lights adorn this city's, the city's most iconic Moon Tower every year for this annual event in Zilker Park. That would, that would be the Trail of Lights. That's correct. All right, keep it going. Let's go 300 for Party at the Moon Tower. I like these, like, Austin trivia, not soccer questions. In Dazed and Confused, Matthew McConaughey based this cradle-robbing Lothario on his older brother. Do I need his whole name? Wooderson. I, Wooderson is correct. Okay. All right, that's three. So he's on a you, – you've got – it's already – you've done three in a row so far, so you're on your way to that five-point bonus. You want 400? Let's go 400 for Party at the Moon Tower. Rather than building them from scratch, Austin originally purchased the first 31 moon towers from this Midwestern city. It would be beautiful. It was Columbus. Let's go with Columbus. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's incorrect, Jeremiah. Landon? I'll Chances go for, um, let's say, St. Louis. Also incorrect. The answer is Detroit. Ah. They were well, manufactured in Indiana, but they were purchased from Detroit. All right, Landon, uh, uh, wait, hold on. You guys both are, Jeremiah, the board is still yours. All right, let's go for, let's clear out Party at the Moon Tower and go for 500 there. While the Dazed and Confused Moon Tower Party was meant to take place in Zilker Park, it was actually filmed in this park east of the city. Uh, I looked this up recently, actually, and I can't remember. It's too bad it's is Jeremiah's it? clue. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh. keep, keep going, Landon. Keep telling tell yourself. <laughs> uh, Pace Bend Park. That is incorrect. Landon? Is it Guerrero? No, I'm sorry. It is Walter E. Long Park. Walter mm. E. Long Park. Oh. All right. Jeremiah, it's still yours. <laughs> uh, let's go. It's all relative for 200. Musajite and Kakutamane share this common language spoken in the Casamance region of Senegal. Oh, I'll take the physical challenge. I have no idea. <laughs> I know this one. It is okay. Mandinga. Mandinga or Mandinka is correct. Yeah. So Landon takes control uh, and the board is yours. Okay. Let's go for a Patreon grab bag for 100. From Adam Howden, this player was a surprise non-starter due, due to a visa issue at the Denverde game in April 2021. April 2021. Uh, Tomas Pochettino. Is correct. Please can go ahead and continue. Uh, let's do 
grab bag for 200. From ATX Bergkamp Lover 69694420, this person scored the first ever goal at Q2 Stadium. Uh, this is, if we're going MLS competition, this is John Gallagher. Did I say MLS competition? That's incorrect, Jeremiah. <laughs> first ever. First ever goal. Oh. It's a national team game. I don't. I have no idea who it is. I don't remember. Oh, I know it now. Kristen Press. Kristen Press. Yeah. Kristen Press. All right, Landon, back to you. Uh, let's go Q2 Quirks for 100. Looking for a way to streamline online banking between businesses, Hank Seal founded Q2 in this year. <laughs> uh, let's say 2011. I, I'm pretty sure that's inc that's incorrect. Jeremiah. If you got that right, I was going to be amazed at your knowledge <laughs> of banking. I'll go with 2014. The answer is 2004. They've been around for a little bit wow. longer. Wow. All, right. All right. Landon, it's your turn. It's your, I have no idea how to, I need to mark these. <laughs> I thought this was going to be about the stadium Q2 oh. and not the company Q2. <laughs> no, it's mostly about the stadium. <laughs> okay, let's go to Q2 Quirks for 200. This is the number of seats in Q2 that are mesh seats, and it's a multiple choice question. Okay. 2,000, 6,000, 8,000, or 10,000. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 6,000. 6,000 is correct, and we've started a new streak for you here. Um, let's go Q2 quirks for... Are we at 300 now or 200? 300, yeah. Okay, 300. 300. These are the two flavors of Icy available at Q2 Stadium. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess the classics and say Coca-Cola and Cherry. That is correct. Those are the classics, right? Those are yeah. the ones my local Always Walmart had as a kid. Yeah. All right. Uh, Q2 works 400. On a trip to Q2, you pick up an Easy Tiger pretzel, an order of pepperoni rolls from Double Dave's, a Slovacek green chili and gouda sausage, two 24-ounce Dos Equises at the Dos Equis bar, and a thing of french fries from a generic stand. Your total bill, not including tax, is closest to this multiple of five. It was their understanding there would be no math. Um, Have you met us? <laughs> to a multiple of five. Yeah, okay. so guess this say, to, to a multiple of five. I'm going to say it's uh, $55. No, wait, it's two beers. I'm going to say $70. Uh, that's incorrect. German. I will go with $65. You guys are close. $75. 75 One dollar. Because they're 24-ouncers, so they're you know, up there. I did the math on that. All right. All right. Uh, last one. It's still mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. In the Middle Ages, the Roman numeral system was expanded with the letter Q sometimes representing this large number in certain texts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say a thousand. That is incorrect. Jeremiah? I will say 10,000. The answer, 500,000. <laughs> I have no idea how you were supposed Why? to know that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we've gone through Statsner's Q2, Party at the Moon Tower. We've gotten one It's All Relative. So we have the full Patreon and the rest of It's All Relative. Jeremiah? Or Landon, Landon. Oh, it's still mine. Okay, let's go with the next All Relative. Oh, wait, we did that. We did 200 as well. I'm sorry. Um, so It's All Relative for 300 would be the next one. Uncle Tony Precourt's first name is actually this. Anthony? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, Jeremiah. Uh, I'm going to guess that the J stands for J. J is correct. J. Anthony Precourt is his name. All right, continue. Uh, Landon, you've got the board. Sorry, Jeremiah, you've got the board. All right, I'll take it's all relative for 400. Claudio Reyna's son, Gio, is named after this former teammate of Claudio's at Rangers. Gio Bernard. Wait, I think it's that's a running in, back for the That's incorrect. Bengals. Landon, do you yeah. know it? It's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. It is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Uh, so you want to finish the category? Yeah, let's finish it up. Diego Fagundes' father, Washington, played professional soccer for Uruguayan club Central Español, where he played this position. Um, 
Was he a goalkeeper? He was the goalkeeper. Very good. Um, we right. did do some Patreon grab bags. How many do we have left on Patreon grab bag? We did two Patreon grab bags. So we have the last three on Patreon grab bag. You want 300? Yeah, let's do it. The infamous Rodney Redis dancing video meme was first set to this 2009 hit song. This is my wife's question. <laughs> what do you mean by first set to it? The first meme had oh, this song behind meme. it. Oh, I don't know. Um, let's say Despacito. <laughs> that is incorrect. Jeremiah? I'm going to go with Macarena. From two, that hit from 2009, the Macarena. The answer is Owl City's Fireflies. Oh, why? It just went, you won't believe your eyes. You won't believe your eyes. I didn't know we were getting singing. I love this. All right. Patreon, grab back for 400. Sean Collins. On June 28, 2018, a woman wearing boxing gloves spoke at the All Night City Council meeting while this song played on the boombox. Um... Let's say Eye of the Tiger. That is incorrect, Jeremiah. Oh wow! I thought I thought it was that. I think I had the video in my head. That it's got to be. Is is a theme song from Rocky a different song? Just go like the theme Rocky song movie from Rocky theme. is a different song by John Avildsen. It is the Rocky theme, <laughs> Jeremiah. You've got the last clue in the round in round one for five hundred from Carrie Tillery. This was the first Pringles emoji. I'm gonna go with under his eye. The, uh, what would that be? The Illuminati Pringles? The Illuminati Pringles, Pringles. yeah. yeah. That is incorrect. Jeremiah? Or Landon? Sorry. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say first Pringles emoji. Oh, man. I'm going to say just like the, like the crying from laughing Pringles. That is incorrect. The answer is Pringop. 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 <laughs> wow. Was the first Pringles emoji. That finishes our board. Um, Hannah, do you have a score tabulation? All right. At the end of round one, Landon has $2,400, Jeremiah, $1,300. Oh, man. So, but it's still bad. anybody's game because round two, the points are doubled. As they but should. But first, be. after this commercial break from our sponsors. <laughs> I ain't got no time to let you. Welcome back to Moon Tower Trivia. It's time for round two where the points are doubled. Let's take a look at our categories. And the categories are Potent Potables, Austin is a Soccer City, Culture Club, Party at the Swoon Tower, and It's Called Soccer. In this category, I'm going to give you the foreign name of soccer, and you tell me what country that name comes from. Okay. All right. Um, where were we at the end? Who had the board? Was it, was it Jeremiah? Yeah, because yeah, you guys both, yeah. Jeremiah, you had control of the board. Please pick your category. Let's do it. I'm going to go with Austin as a soccer city for 200 in 2015, the Austin Aztecs hosted a preseason tournament against Columbus Crew, DC United, and FC Dallas, creating a now legendary trophy featuring this native Texan critter. It's an armadillo. It was an armadillo. That's 200 for you. Keep going. Let's go 400. Austin is a soccer city. Despite scheduling marquee games versus clubs like Tigres, this Austin soccer startup mysteriously vanished after playing only three exhibition games in 2004. Oh, the Austin Bold. I don't remember. I've, I vaguely remember this one, and I cannot remember the name. Landon? Um, mysteriously vanished. I have no idea. I'm not. The answer is Austin Posse. The Austin Posse. Never heard of that. <laughs> what a great name! Can't Back imagine to you, why they folded. Landon. Uh, let's go. Sorry, Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah's turn. I'm sorry. Let's go 600 for Austin as a soccer city. In 2018, a political ad against Steve Adler and his support of bringing MLS to Austin got in some hot water for featuring this cartoon character <laughs> in an animation. Pepe the Frog. Pepe the Frog is correct. Uh, I was, I was in Atlanta with the head of KVU when that story broke and like literally fed her <laughs> the story to call a reporter. Nice. 
Uh, Austin's Soccer City for 800 Austin Aztecs owner Phil Rollins once served as director of this wet and windy English Championship League team. Stoke City. Stoke City is correct. I knew you guys would love this. I'm very excited. Like I knew you guys <laughs> would enjoy this category. All right, you want 1,000? Yes. All right. The Austin Lone Stars, a professional team from 97 to 2000, originally began as an indoor club in the late 80s known as this. So this is an Austin-based late 80s indoor club? Gosh, the Austin Senators. That's incorrect. Landon? Uh, indoor teams always have stupid names. I'm going to say the Austin Sharpshooters. Not not too far off. The Soccer Dillos. <laughs> the Soccer Dillos. All right. Uh, new streak for uh, now. There's going to be a new. No one's won the five the five point streak yet. Uh, but Jeremiah, the board is still yours. Let's go party at the Swoon Tower for two hundred. Party at the Swoon Tower. All of these questions were generated by Mike and Stephanie. I'm so for worried. a short time. This dog lived at APA and was named this before being adopted by Danny Pereira and renamed Choppa. Oh, I don't remember what Choppa's other name was. Um, Moonshine. That's incorrect. Landon? What was his name before Choppa? It was Charles Dickens. It was Charles Dickens. Well (laughs) done, Landon. You've taken control. Uh, Let's stick with Swoon Tower. Tick Martens famously wears this brand of sunglasses. Oh. I know, well, I'm not going to give it away because it's going to help. I'm going to say Ray-Ban. I don't think that's right, but. That is incorrect. Jeremiah? Uh, I'll go with Maui Jim. Neither is correct. Um, It's Aquila. Oh. I've never heard of them. I think think one of the players is sponsored by them, maybe. And that's why. He has those sunglasses. <laughs> Still your board. Uh, let's go Swoon Tower again. Was it? Where are we? We're at six. These two players were knocked out of the semifinals in the Swoon Tower Smile Bracket. Um, Johan Valencia. And? And... Um... Felipe Martins. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Jeremiah. Go with Johan Valencia and Brad Stuver. That is correct. Valencia and Stuver. Jeremiah, you've taken control. Let's go 800 party at the Swoon Tower. Another video clue. This Mate Combos participant correctly guessed the final two teams in the 2022 World Cup. It's Mike and Stephanie, hosts of Swoon Tower. This Mate Convos participant correctly guessed the final two World Cup teams in the 2022 World Cup. Uh, Maxi Aruti. That is incorrect. Landon. I'll say... Driussi. And he lived it. Sebastian Driussi is correct. <laughs> All right. It's your board, Landon. Um, did we finish Swoon Tower yet? We have one more. Okay, let's, let's do that. This Austin FC player shares a birthday with a Swoon Tower host. It's um, Ethan Finley. That is correct. All right. It's your, your board now. Um, what have we not done yet? Let's do Potable's culture. culture Club or it's called Soccer. Let's do Culture Club. All right. These are all questions tangentially related to Los Verdes Slack culture. <laughs> so some of our listeners might not get any of these. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, everybody. Nineteenth <laughs> century dentist Dr. Morris M. Bloom invented this process by accident while trying to preserve a photograph of his wife. What invented yeah. this? Process? <laughs> uh. I don't know. He he accidentally invented the Slack bot. Nope. Jeremiah? The, the clues are all the there. Lam, the, laminate, the laminating machine. Lamination is correct. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, let's go to culture, culture Club for 400. Here's Carrie Tillery. What makes Pringles stackable without breaking is the strength in its unique shape, known in mathematics as this. Is it a parabola? That is incorrect. It's a paraboloid. Judges? Incorrect. The answer oh. is hyperbolic paraboloid. Oh, man. All right. Jeremiah, it's yours. 600, Austin Cult- 600 Culture Club. In the 1985 film Teen Wolf, Scott Howard must choose between popular hottie Pamela or his girl next door best friend, inexplicably named this. God. Uh, Owen. That is incorrect. Landon? Um, Inexplicably named this. That's not like a pun. Like, we just have no idea where this name comes from. uh, I don't know. Bernard. Boof. The answer is boof. And it's never explained in the film? That's correct. It's just her name? <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's go Culture Club 800. The anthem El Matador, the original, begins with this lyric. Me dicen El Matador, nací en... They call España. me the Matador. I was born in... España. That is incorrect. Landon? Hmm... Nací en Oaxaca. I don't know. Barrancas. Barrancas. Where is that? Argentina. That's an Argentine song. Well, right. I've learned something today, Marcelo. Thank you. Let's go with a thousand for Culture Club. Uh, in 2022, La Murga de Austin painted their drums in the style of the ornate Argentine street art known as this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hannah just looked at me like. <laughs> okay. Arte de calle. I don't know. That's incorrect. Landon, any thoughts? You uh, see it on the buses. Ornate Argentine street art. No, I have no clue. The answer, and I, this is one of my favorite things about La Murga when they announced this, I was like joyous. It's called Fileteado, and it's very famous. Is like if you go to Argentina, all the buses are painted in Fileteado and all that. So. All right, uh, that's Culture Club. We have Potent Potables, and It's Called Soccer. I think it's Jeremiah's call. Let's go with It's Called Soccer for 200. All right, remember, I'm going to give you the foreign name, and you tell me what country uses that term. Foothball. Germany. Incorrect. <laughs> um, the Netherlands. Also incorrect. The answer is Austria. Austria. How is that different from Germany? It's different. They call they. they, I looked it up. They don't use the thing. (laughs) Okay, it's called soccer for four hundred. Since we're doing so great in this one, Borosfero. I'll go Italy. Incorrect. Uh, I'm going to say Greece. If you know your etymology, Greece is the correct answer. Ah. Land and control is yours. All right. Um, what all do we have left? In the, the three of it's called soccer and all of potent potables. Uh, let's start with potent potables. I don't really know what that means. Alcoholic beverages. Okay. One of these four beers is not on tap in the field level bar at Q2. The field level bar. Yeah, the one where I'm the players come out. Say it's uh, Carbach Love Street. That is correct. That is not on tap at the at that bar. They have really bad beer choices for being the fanciest bar in this stadium. <laughs> Landon, the, the board is Look, yours. Marcelo, fancy people like really bad beer too. That's exactly why. It's when the I way it is. when I was uh, president of the USC Alumni Club of Austin, we would go to this place that only had like Zegan, and so I just developed a love for Zegan that I only associate with watching USC football. It's very strange. All right, Landon, Zegan. board is yours. Zegan was fancy beer when I was in college. Uh, let's go with uh, potables for four hundred. In 1964, Bright Verde Midori Liqueur burst onto the scene, tasting like this type of melon, hated by Bojack Horseman. Um, let's say Honeydew. Honeydew is correct. Uh, potables for 600. 
Official rules state that when the temperature is at least this many degrees Fahrenheit, soccer games must take hydration breaks. Um, 82. Incorrect. Jeremiah? Uh, 80. The answer is 89. 89. The board is still yours. I know that your streak begins anew. Um, let's stick with potables. Last video clue from Brian Mangum. This team topped the charts as the Premier League's booziest club, with 41% of fans drinking five pints or more on match day. This Premier League team topped the charts as the Premier League's booziest club, with fans, 41% of fans drinking at least five pints on match day. And this is a current Premier League club. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say... I, I hope they're uh, still current. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's say Newcastle. That is incorrect. Jeremiah? Uh, let's go with Leeds. The answer is Brentford. Brentford. All right. Last potable, or we have three more. It's called, it's called Soccers. Um, let's do the It's Called Soccer. 600. Peldroit. I'm going to say this is Hungarian. That is incorrect. Jeremiah? Uh, I'm gonna say it's from the Philippines. It's Welsh. It is Welsh. Oh, Welsh. I looked up the pronunciations and everything. There are too many right. vowels in that word. All right. So, Lannon. Uh, uh, yeah, it's called. It's called soccer. Kanatspirna. Um, I'll try Hungarian again. <laughs> <That's> incorrect. <laughs> uh, how about? Bulgaria. This is Icelandic. Uh, <laughs> All right, you've got potent potables, or it's called soccer for a thousand. Wait, what's uh, this, what's the score before we do this right now? Like, do oh, I have a chance to win? She's got to calculate it. Uh, let's go potables for a thousand. Lightning round. There are six different hop varietals used in Pint House oh, Pizza's electric jellyfish IPA. <laughs> you get two hundred points per hop up to 1200 so you can go a little above the 1000 and okay. jeremiah you'll have a chance if, if he can't get them all you'll have a chance to get a few if you want if you if you need to so you guys can split the points on this one um i'll say i don't know any of the answers so i'm just gonna name hops if i can think of any of them citra okay. that's one of them um Now I can't think of any hops. Zappa. Nope. <laughs> I can't think of any other. Is that just a word? <laughs> no, that is actually a hop type. So am I up guessing hops now? I only know one other varietal of hop, too. Go for it. And it's probably not in there. Cascade. Cascade is not in there. So <sighs> Lennon will get 200 points unless you can name yeah, any of you can name another hop. Um... No, I can't. Brian Mangum is going to be so disappointed in us, Jeremiah. I know. No, well, go ahead. The answers are Citra, Simcoe, Chinook, Equanot, Azaka, and Galax. I I knew those first three existed. I could not recall them. (laughs) I've never heard of... I've heard of the first three. I've not heard of the last three. This is where I point out that I hate hazy, hazy IPAs, and I love a good West Coast Cascade flavored like hot bomb traditional ipa and so these hops suck it's fine all right uh landon it's still your board here's the final clue of the round chugu chugu oh we're gonna say this is um Uh, Malay. That is incorrect. Jeremiah? <laughs> uh, Nigeria. The answer? South Korea. South Korea. South Korea. All right. Um, I feel like we did terribly. All right. <laughs> We've disappointed the people. It's, it's, still, it's still anybody's game because on the final Jeopardy round, you will get to Ooh, wager. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, 
Lannon, you have 5,600 points. Jeremiah, you have 3,700 points. Uh, so that's where we are now. So uh, I'm going to give you guys the uh, I'm going to give you guys the clue. You will. I'm going to. I think we can work under the confines of the honor system. I'm going to give you the clue, the category. You're going to write down your wager. Then I will give you the clue. So once again, Landon, you have 5,400. Jeremiah, 5,600. Landon, Jeremiah, 30, 3,700. Oh man. Uh, I want to thank my wife Hannah for keeping score. For doing math, yeah. Yeah, Can you say those math. numbers like again, to... Marcelo? Landon, you have 56, Jeremiah, 37. And uh, uh, I want to thank, before we go to final, I want to thank my Clue crew, Seth, Brian, Carrie, and the Swoon Tower, my, uh, Swoon Tower crew, Mike and Stephanie, for providing video clues, and to all our Patreons who submitted questions for the trivia ca category. The category is, for Final Jeopardy, it's still called Soccer. Oh, we did terrible at this category, but okay. <laughs> I had no way of knowing that. All right, write down your wagers. Wait, so we have to do the wager before we do the answer? Correct. That's how they do it on Jeopardy. Okay. How well do you, how well do you know the category? It's still called soccer. Really what happened was I had a sixth clue that I really loved, and so I wanted to use it. Wait, okay. I don't watch enough Jeopardy. I don't know the strategy here. All right. Do we have our Do we have our wagers? Um, I'm I'm good. I've got it. Okay. And I've scratched my first wager out and written a second wager, just nice. so that when you see this, I want you to know that that was done in advance. Okay. <laughs> Reflecting uh, my confidence. I'm to do some quick math real quick. I'll say this: this clue has more contextual information. It's not just the word. Okay, I'm ready. All right. The clue is. Balpue is the term for soccer in this Southeast Asian nation where pue means all night dance party. see our answers jeremiah you were uh you were uh in uh, second in the in the ranking so you get to go first okay i have one dollar bet on vietnam being the right answer that is incorrect uh i did eighteen hundred and one dollars and thailand i don't know if you the can correct answer is myanmar although it will always <laughs> oh. be burma to me uh, I think Landon's math means that he made sure that he was. Uh, actually, I think I did it bad. Okay, I, may, I may be a dollar under Jeremiah now. <laughs> 1800? 1801. Yeah. I think we tied. 56, 56 minus 1801. Because <laughs> you did a dollar. <laughs> 3580. Oh. No, it's 56. 56 minus 80. Oh, wait, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm good at math. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right, okay. Jeremiah, your final score thirty six ninety nine. Landon, your final score thirty seven ninety nine. So thanks to bad math, I beat you, Jeremiah. <laughs> bad math, you made it through. This has been uh, this has been Moon Tower trivia. Sorry, they were so hard, but I think we got, the real trivia was the friends we made along the way. Absolutely, Marcelo. Absolutely. This was this was great. Thanks so much for putting this together. It's my pleasure. Have a great holiday, everybody, and uh, thanks for listening. All right, we want to thank Marcelo one more time. Did an excellent job being Alex Trebek for a moment. Um, we'd like to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Come find us on Twitter at LVHero87, at jbentley underscore ATX, and at Moontower Soccer on Twitter and Instagram. Sign up for the Patreon where you can. Uh, get some cool 
swag and also see the video of the quiz show that you just hosted along with Marcelo's beautiful Jeopardy board and probably a cat walking around in the background or something. And then go to the Striker, uh, the Striker website where you can get a discount with Moon Tower 22 with a capital M, Moon Tower 22. Jeremiah, what should folks look out for there? The Striker put out, we'll talk about this more, like we said on the next show, but there are two articles that the Striker put out around the Austin FC schedule. One from Phil West, sort of with a review of the overall schedule, and another one from Phil with the five best away matches for Austin FC fans in 2023. So check those out. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we are hoping that no crazy news is going to come out in the next little bit because we're not recording a new show for like a week and a half after this. Uh, if anything insane does happen, we might jump on for a quick thing and publish it. But otherwise, we will talk to you in the new year. Is that right? Is it going to be the That's new year? Yeah, it will be January 3rd, 2023. It will be the next time that we record. So it'll be after our uh, New Year's Day hangout too. Oh, yeah, cool. Perfect. Well, until then, I'm Landon Cottom. I'm Jeremiah Bentley. We'll catch you next time. When no one is around. Think for nothing, you never. La gente. Oh, my God.